Hello, I'm Dr. Pedro Ramirez, Editor-in-Chief of the International Journal of Gynecologic Cancer, Gynecologic Oncologist at the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas. And today, I am speaking with Dr. Alessandro Buda, who is the Chief of Gynecologic Surgical Cancer Unit in San Gerardo Hospital, Milano Bicocca University in Monza, Italy. Hi, Alessandro. Thank you, Pedro. Nice to meet you here. Today, we're going to be talking about the subject of conservative management of patients with early-stage cervix cancer. Although most would agree that the indications for conservative management are those of patients with tumors less than two centimeters, one of the areas of controversy is the issue of the management of patients with tumors greater than two centimeters. My discussion today will be based on the subject of using neoadjuvant chemotherapy for fertility-sparing management of such patients. Alessandro, would you discuss with us what are the current indications for neoadjuvant chemotherapy in such patients? Neoadjuvant chemotherapy represents a feasible alternative to radical trachelectomy for women in very reproductive age, but it's still an experimental concept, so uh, it requires verification in the near future, especially concerning the oncological and obstetric outcomes. And can you tell me a little bit about um, the current literature and where do we stand on the safety and feasibility of uh, neoadjuvant chemotherapy? There are no many papers on this in, uh, in the literature anyway. Uh, some series has been published and uh, overall 82 cases has been published in different series. And uh, uh, to resume results, uh, the neoadjuvant chemotherapy approach has been resulted in at least uh, 36 pregnancies and 72.2% uh, of live birth rate with uh, uh, a recurrence overall rate of uh, 6%. And uh, um, most important is that uh, the uh, principal uh, schedule that has been um, proposed to patients are a three-drug uh, three uh, combination, including a platin-based chemotherapy, ifosfamide, and taxol. So before we go into the chemotherapy regimens, can you tell me a little bit about who do you consider the ideal candidate for neoadjuvant chemotherapy in this patient population of early-stage cervix cancer? Yeah, the most important things, in my opinion, is that uh, women need a very strong desire to retain fertility, and uh, uh, we propose a new adjuvant to patient with a tumor greater than two centimeter up to four centimeter with no clinical evidence of impaired fertility, squamous or adenocarcinoma isotype and negative nodes. Nodal status uh, assessment is the first step in determining whether or not a conservative surgical approach in cervical cancer is feasible and warranted. You mentioned that the indications are patients with a histologic subtype of squamous or adenocarcinoma. Uh, would you consider that uh, patients with adenosquamous carcinoma or patients with clear cell carcinoma are also uh, candidates for neoadjuvant chemotherapy? I think uh, it's not uh, uh, a good indication in this patient because the high risk of this uh, isotype, uh, considering that neoadjuvant is still experimental also for squamous and other carcinoma isotypes, so I think it's not good and safe for the patient to propose that, but anyway. Uh, it can be discussed with patient. 
You mentioned also that the uh, preoperative evaluation is uh, very important. Um, in your current practice or the literature, what is the ideal imaging modality for evaluation of patients uh, undergoing neoadjuvant chemotherapy? Uh, usually uh, at workup for this type of tumor, but also in locally advanced, but going to go to remove the uterus, it's most important the clinical evaluation and, that, and thereafter uh, a resonance, uh, um, an MRI uh, is very important. And uh, also the PET, but we usually use PET only in tumor uh, greater than four centimeter, considering that PET sensitivity and false negative rate are not very good in uh, very small lesions. In relation to the MRI, and it sounds like you're just ordering MRIs rather than MRI and PET-CT, um, when you're obtaining this evaluation, are you obtaining an MRI of the pelvis only or of the abdomen and pelvis? We usually perform a, a pelvic evaluation with uh, a contrast. And uh, uh, the most important things, also considering that we want to conserve um, the, the fertility of the women, is uh, um, the help that uh, uh, the radiologist can give to the uh, oncologist and gynecology oncologist regarding the distance between the tumor and the internal ostium of the cervix, because this is very important, considering that the colonization after neoadjuvant uh, need to remove all the entire tumor. And so also for uh, the, the uh, aesthetic outcomes is very important. Tell us a little bit about your discussion with the patient when you're um, approaching a patient um, such as this uh, with regards to her uh, potential rates of success on the treatment. Yeah, we can say that uh, um, we, we, we should be safe that uh, we can say we can tell the patient that uh, uh, the response after new adjuvant, even uh, with a very strong uh, um, drug combination or three drug combination, where we propose to patient is very high. In our experience, we have a very high response rate with complete response and <laughs> partial response uh, close to eighty percent. Very well, and. Um when you're looking at determining whether a patient is a candidate for this, what are your ideal choices for chemotherapy? You mentioned some before. Can you be more specific with regards to the choice of chemotherapies that you are administering and with regards to the um, number of cycles of chemotherapy? Right. Usually, uh, we propose patient a three-drug combination, including cisplatin, infosfamide, and taxo. And in the literature, you can also find some papers with uh, carboplatin and taxol combination or ifosfamide and platinum combination with different rate of responses. Anyway, uh, usually the, the, the three drug combination is the, the one that gave an higher rate of uh, response, complete and optimal partial with a residual on the tumor on the specimen uh, less than three millimeter infiltrating. Um, and in your practice, do you prefer the cisplatinum or the carboplatinum regimen? We, pref we, we prefer the cisplatin with a tricycle before surgery, and uh, all is uh, preceded after, after the nodal assessment. And if the nodal are negative, we, we can go on with the new adjuvant approach. Otherwise, it's important to, to speak about uh, that uh, finding with the patient and, and to discuss the removal of the uterus in case of positive nodes. And then now, in the setting of having completed the three cycles of chemotherapy, what 
do you consider appropriate or ideal to proceed with surgery? Do you um, always aim to achieve a complete response or a partial response as satisfactory prior to undergoing surgery? We, undergo, uh, we propose patient a uh, simple colonization uh, in case of complete response, uh, optimal partial response with a very minimal receive, uh, residual disease on the cervix. Otherwise, uh, also the literature uh, demonstrate that in case of suboptimal partial response, um, the outcome for, for the patient is not very good. So, uh, And in those cases, you mentioned um, patients who have had a partial response. In those cases, is there any role for continuing with three additional cycles of chemotherapy um, prior to further consideration of conservative surgery? Um, we don't have any experience on that, but anyway, three, uh, re the best response rate is fine usually after two cycles, uh, two or three cycles. So if you don't have a response after three, maybe uh, you have to abort the possibility to, for, to, to sparing the, the uterus. So. Very well. Um, another question that uh, often comes up with these patients is the issue related to uh, the lymph nodes. And uh, in that setting, having completed the three cycles of neoadjuvant chemotherapy, if the patient has had an adequate response, um, tell us your, your thoughts with regards to proceeding with a full pelvic lymphadenectomy or the options of sentinel lymph node mapping in that setting? I believe it's enough, the sentinel node mapping, if you have a bilateral detection, provides the neoadjuvant chemotherapy, and the ultra-staging demonstrate no presence of uh, low-volume disease on the nodes. Uh, and, after, and thereafter, after neoadjuvant chemotherapy, if we have a complete response or optimal partial response, we only perform the simple colonization. I see. And uh, with regards to w one of the points of uh, potential discussion of debate is um, going back to the initial evaluation, if patients have suggestion of perhaps nodes that are involved or potentially nonspecific lymph nodes, would you consider that those patients are still candidates for neoadjuvant chemotherapy and potential conservative management given that you're going to treat those patients with chemotherapy and thus the response should not only be seen in the cervix but also in the lymph nodes. In other words, sterilizing the lymph nodes with chemotherapy in order to achieve maintaining the aim for conservative management. Yes, very good question. At the beginning of our experience, we also tried um, to propose the patient uh, a, a unique uh, a surgical approach. So we start with chemo in uh, presence of negative uh, imaging. And uh, so probably some cases could have a, a low volume disease on the node that has been sterilized by, by chemo. Uh, so, but now we change our approach because also be, because it's not clearly uh, not clear in the literature what is uh, the impact on survival of micrometastasis. So. We start with the removal of the nodes, and then we go to chemo, and then we return in, in the OR for the second time for the colonization. Um, I believe that uh, in case of negative imaging at the beginning, the risk of nodal metastasis is very low for small volume disease, and so uh, probably if uh, we fail with sentinel node detection uh, before 
uh, chemotherapy, we fail a very small uh, number of cases with positive nodes can, that can be sterilized by the chemo. When patients are candidates for surgery after having had neoadjuvant chemotherapy, uh, you mentioned that uh, sentinel lymph node alone is your approach. Tell us about the ideal tracer in this setting. Okay, in the last few years, um, the endocyanin uh, green uh, is uh, one of the best probably uh, tracer for sentinel node mapping. And at the beginning of our experience, we start with standard radiocolloid plus blue dye in, uh, in the operative room, but now we move to ICG and we have a very high rate of bladder detection. And uh, it's easy for the patient also because uh, the injection is performed in the service after the induction of the general anesthesia. And so uh, we have a very good results with uh, uh, um, very high um, bilateral detection of sentinel node. I think endosigning uh, green for open or laparoscopic approach is uh, the best tracer for sentinel node mapping in cervical cancer. So tell us about your algorithm with regards to the patient evaluation and then subsequently the uh, the subsequent surgery. Wait, hold on a second. Tell us about your approach and your algorithm. Okay, today uh, we start with a nodal assessment and we inject the service to find the sentinel node. If, if we find the sentinel lymph node bilateral and uh, we also include a patient in a prospective trial that is uh, ongoing in, in Europe the Centix trial, and uh, um, then if uh, there is a negative bilateral sentinel node, we perform, we start with the chemo, three cycle of uh, three drug combination of cisplatin, iphosphamide, and taxol, and then based on the response of the tumor, we perform a simple trachelectomy um, in the second uh, surgery, for the second surgery. Tell us about the trial that you just mentioned. Yeah, the Centex trial is a non-randomized prospective trial, uh, including patients with uh, a cervical cancer, uh, tumor 1A1 with positive lymphovascular invasion, 1A2 and 1B1 up to 4 centimeter. And uh, uh, also patients uh, with fertility sparing approach are, in, uh, uh, are feasible for this study. And uh, uh, you have uh, the only one point important is the, uh, to um, detect a bilateral, uh, at least one node for each side of the pelvis, and then you send for frozen section. A random section to, for ultra-staging is performed intraoperatively, and then if negative nodes, you can stop and you perform your surgery on the uterus, conservative or uh, demolitive. And uh, uh, this is a prospective trial that started uh, last year, um, the sample size is 300 patients and now has been recruited to more than 150 and um, is proposed by uh, David Sibola in Prague. Well, Dr. Buddha, it's certainly been a uh, pleasure to have you speak to us in the International Journal of Gynecologic Cancer. Are there any closing remarks you would like to make? Yeah, for sure. There is uh, some important issue that there are still debate on uh, a new adjuvant approach to cervical cancer patient. The most important probably is the time of nodal assessment. In my opinion, uh, it's important to evaluate the nodal status before deliver the neoadjuvant uh, chemo. 
Uh, also considering the role of micrometastasis in a large series uh, recently published. So um, one uh, another point is the best re- regimen, chemotherapy regimen to deliver to patient. Uh, we propose patient because we have a very good result with a, a three drug combination, including platin, taxol, and ifosfamide. And uh, finally, it's most important uh, to speak to the patient also regarding the oncological obstetric outcomes. Uh, we have a very good result in, uh, in, in our experience. Uh, with a median follow-up of five years, no recurrence has been observed uh, in, our, in our group. Nine women attempt to conceive with 10 pregnancies occurring in six patients with a nine live baby. And just one miscarriage has been uh, observed in the first trimester. So, in my opinion, uh, the three drug combination is the best one to propose to patient, even is a, a very uh, s- strong approach, but uh, um, we're speaking about neoadjuvant chemotherapy as an experimental approach, uh, not standard at the, at the moment. So uh, we need time to, to, to speak to the patient to, uh, to let them understand this experimental approach. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to have this conversation with Dr. Alessandro Buda from San Gerardo Hospital, Milano Bicocca University in Monza, Italy.